Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Tonight we're discussing page 24 of Alien Hunger. Vampire Drama Club is in the midst of a far-reaching investigation about what the fuck is happening in this story. They're about to get some big information, and it's going to confirm something that I foreshadowed earlier in the season. This city has a real problem infestation of loser vampires. Up to this point, we've had dramatic irony. You, the listener, have known these are going to be loser vampires, but Vampire Drama Club, you know, they're they're theater folks. Probably when they find out vampires are real and dangerous and powerful, their assumption is these are going to be cool vampires. Like, we all read Anne Rice in high school. We all at least thought about dressing like The Cure for a little while, around about junior year. We're expecting cool goth vampires, and we are about to be severely disappointed. The thing is, mysterious douchebag angel Tony before he vanished off the face of the plot, told us to watch out for a guy named Edward, who is a big deal in Denver. So that's an avenue of investigation. Who is Edward? That's that's kind of our in. It's a name we have to figure out vampire society here. So the initial attempt to figure out Edward, who is this guy even, is going to fall to Teresa, really just because she's smart, very high intelligence. So she goes out to roll her intelligence plus investigation. That six dice with a little bit of luck, she's going to get three successes, which gets us all the information that's available about who this guy Edward might be. Here's what she finds out. He arrived from Las Vegas 15 years ago. Cool so far, but ambiguous. Has cool potential. He has a great deal of money, which he invested in the Broad Street. Interesting. It's like a night spot, the Broad Street. We were warned it might be a rough place. Vampires hang out. Okay, okay. This guy Edward came from Vegas, started a vampire bar or club or something. A lot of lucre, no doubt from his decades or centuries of being a cool guy vampire. Because she got three successes, though, Teresa knows, quote, something seems fishy about the background. It seems artificial somehow. Okay, more more to find out about. He's probably got a, a false history, false ID, maybe stole the identity of a newborn or something like an Highlander. So, all right, Teresa's got something to chew on. Meanwhile, Monica Bellhurst is looking into the arson. We don't know why somebody burned down that building we were in, and we also don't know why we were in the building. We don't know anything about Jacob Prester, except all of his confidential financial information. So Monica, being married to a cop, she's a DA, lots of contacts, she's going to be able to kind of like schmooze her way into the police investigation into the arson and figure out what's up. This role is intelligence plus law. She's going to have no problem. Here's the info that we can get about the arson case. It was an arson. The body found on the scene was almost certainly Jacob Prester. Although it says there weren't enough remains left to run tests on. I was saying earlier, I thought that like the jawbones, if, pl- if the characters planted their jawbones in a crash to fake their death, I thought maybe like the jawbones would burn in the sun when they were exposed to the sun later. This is a very hazy area in Vampire the Masquerade, as far as I'm aware. You definitely burn up in the sun. I think some vampires are described as just turning to ash. But then in other cases, it seems like they leave some kind of remains behind. This is vague, but like there was something there to identify it as Jacob Prester. Could even have been like clothes or something for all we know. More importantly... Quote, some leads indicate that three men, known as Duke, Earl, and the Count, may have been involved. There are also indications a blonde man had been seen leaving the scene of the crime right as the neighbors noticed the fire. Science Jaguar, you magnificent bastard. 
We were just hearing about this guy, this blonde man who was always visiting Jacob Prester in his Jaguar with his vanity plate that said science on the back. Must have been up to some kind of science in there with, with Jacob Prester. We don't know. Some kind of lucrative science paid for his Jaguar. And there was a blonde man leaving the scene. So science Jaguar sighting? Possibly. Who can say? What we do know is that leads indicate that Duke, Earl, and the Count are three real guys who are really called that on the mean streets of Denver, Colorado. And quote, Duke, Earl, and the Count are known to hang out at a club called the Broad Street. There's the Broad Street again. It's a haven for real tough cases, like the trio of Duke, Earl, and the Count. And then it goes on to say, if anybody in Vampire Drama Club did kill somebody on that night when the house burned down, uh, which, which they did because the storyteller made them, then Duke, Earl, the Count, and the Blonde Man are all suspects in the murder slash murders as well. So, all right, now we got more names. Duke, Earl, the Count, possibly Science Jaguar. We've also heard about the Broad Street a couple of times. It's a rough place. It's a place, according to Angel Tony, we shouldn't go because of vampires. We know that this guy, Edward, invested money in it. And we know that's where Duke, Earl, and the Count hang out. So all signs are pointing toward the Broad Street. And fortunately, the Broad Street is a bar. And bars are one of the few areas of expertise of Vampire Drama Club member Arnold Flash Simpson. So Flash can roll manipulation plus streetwise to go hit up his many contacts in Denver who enjoy a lot of beer and find out uh, what the Broad Street's about. He gets two successes, which means he gets two pieces of information. Number one, someone says to him, quote, cool club, dude. So all right, thanks for that. But at the same time, this seems unreliable. If I ask somebody about the Broad Street and they're like, cool club, dude, I need to follow up. Like, I see. And do you go to this cool club? Because that may be relevant information. With two successes, though, Flash is able to determine that Edward not only invested in the club, but he actually owns the Broad Street. His name is Edward Williams, and he also plays in the house band Seventh Son. So there's this bar, the Broad Street. It has a house band called Seventh Son. And one of the members of this band, which plays at this bar, is the owner of the bar, Ed Williams. The situation is starting to look a little different. Suddenly I'm having doubts about the vampiric coolness of our friend Ed. Now, knowing from memory the names of the people in this band, the Seventh Son, uh, requires an intelligence plus music role, which obviously Flash is not well suited for. Now, if you ask around town, you can roll wits plus music or streetwise at a difficulty seven, uh, which Flash is also not going to be great at. The good news is, though, if you just call the Broad Street and ask them who's in the band, they'll tell you. Flash can do that. Ed is the front man of the band. He's lead guitar and vocals. And the other members of the band are Jason Dodgerson on bass, Karen Mav on drums, Leslie Booth on keyboards, horns and vocals, and Leslie Wilkes on guitar. We'll talk about these losers later, but the thing to know is Ed Williams bought a bar so he could start a house band called The Seventh Son and be its vocalist and lead guitarist. Incidentally, Flash also finds out what word on the street is about Duke Earl and the Count, and he finds out that the word on the street is, quote, don't mess with these boys. They don't start things, but they sure finish them. So they are, they are a very scary theme trio of tough guys. And they've been asking around town about a blonde man possibly involved in burglaries. It looks like we're not alone in wanting to find out more about the elusive science Jaguar, but more about him later. The dumbest thing on today's page is the story of top dog Denver vampire Ed Williams. This investigation has turned up some, some possible clues, you know, it's turned up some useful information. 
But what it's also told us is Edward, who has kind of been presented as the big threat in town and, and like the biggest name we're aware of in the city's vampire hierarchy. He's a real rich guy who moved from Las Vegas to Denver in like 1976. He bought this bar called the Broad Street and established a house band for the bar that he plays in. Now, at this point, I cannot help but imagine Ed Williams as like a retired CPA who owns a lot of Rolling Stones on vinyl, made a lot of money and kind of got tired of the rat race in Vegas and decided to build a house for himself and probably his second wife, who he doesn't like very much, in Denver, Colorado, uh, and, you know, invest in a bar and then ultimately buy a bar so that he can go there and play rock star every night in his house band called The Seventh Son, which will always be booked because he owns the bar. Ed Williams seems like a dork. And if he's the top dog in Denver's Undead Society, uh, we should not expect much from the rest of them, including Duke, the Count, the Earl, the Queen, the Jack of Clubs, whatever other very rough and serious agents are operating in the shadows of Denver. Now, having just finished this big investigation montage, you might think next page is going to be where Vampire Drama Club swings into action and acts on this new information. But in fact, they won't get a chance. Next page, action is going to swing into them, sadly preventing them from reaching one of the highlights of Denver nightlife. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time. <laughs>